Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning Halos in the Infield. Also brought to you in part by 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets is a place to go to get 10% off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield. I am your host, Todd Fox, as we check in on this uh, Sunday uh, afternoon. And uh, the other host of the show is? Rob. Yeah, Rob checking in from Parts Unknown. Uh, he'll be joining me here today to talk about the Angels and what their you know first impressions, uh, opening day, and then they're playing a split squad as we speak. Um, we'll talk a little bit about a couple surprising moves, like the Mejeda being dropped. There's really no reason given for that, but we'll just talk about what, what that means. And then uh, we'll also obviously get into the Artie talk, because it's going to be a daily thing until most of these free agents are gone. Solaire signed. Today, Cody Bellinger signs with the Chicago Cubs, three-year deal. So at least one of those Boris clients comes off the board. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about if the Angels are going to stand pat. Is this the team they're going into camp with, or are we going to see some changes? So, Rob, why don't you discuss a little bit about why Cody Bellinger signed with the Chicago Cubs? I think he signed with the Cubs because he got a multi-year deal, pretty much. And then he has the opt-out clause in all three years. And the Cubs have something cooking. They're not far off. They're not in the state that the Angels are currently at. They have a starting rotation. They have an established lineup pretty much. And there's competition like there is in every spring training. But overall, that team just has everything we don't, including the league system at that. Correct. And you probably, you know, do you think that that was his first, like, choice? Do you think that maybe the Angels were in on it or there was other teams flirting with him in a way? Yeah, I think there's a whole bunch of other teams flirting with him. And then obviously the Yankees are the biggest talk of it. But once Soto went to the Yankees, Bellinger is easily off the board. He's probably looking for a 30 million year deal. And uh, a lot of people want to call his bluff and see if he's actually legit. If he's for real, was he the Cody Bellinger of old that won the MVP? Or is he going to fizzle a lot like his last year with the Dodgers? And I thought he did a lot last year to prove it. And he kind of fit the Angels system what they needed. First baseman, DH, outfielder. He hit every little note there. But as we know with the Angels, they don't want to sign these big, big long uh, deals anymore. They're looking for short term, one year guys. And then you sign with the Angels, you almost got to be worried about being a rental player because if you're not in contention come June, July, you're being shocked automatically. So it's pretty much not like, you know, like how you have a young family starting out, you'd want you know, your son to go to an established area. If you're a baseball player signing a long-term deal, you're not going to be signing with the angels because you don't want to be moving your kid every other year. Right. Yeah. Even the no trade clause and you want to still be contender and still win and prove yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the place to do it right now. Cause obviously we've seen trout Otani and then they prove themselves year in year out. Granted trout's been lacking lately, but look at a guy like Cody Bellinger, every team in the league he has available to him at some point in time this offseason, but played a little too long, wanted too many years, too much money. I thought the Angels were in on him, but they just want to ante up that money to get the uh, player that we need. True, true. And and your final thing on Cody Bellinger, 
because you hit a lot of the you know things on the head right there. He's a power hitting first baseman, but you know we kind of push. We got Shawnawell right there, so I think he's going to be like our Darren Erstad type first baseman. But moving forward, though, what does it say for the Central? Because obviously the Cardinals were lacking something last year; they were kind of weak. Uh, the Cubs were you know good, but they they spiraled out and, and fizzled out right before the playoffs. And then you had the Cincinnati Reds, who I believe won the division last year. A uh, very young and up and coming team, but they got pasted in the first round uh you got the pirates over there i mean what do you make of that division the central now i mean are the cubs now the team to beat ahead of the reds or is it going to come down to those two you think isn't the brewers the brewers, oh, the brewers in the there division. too yeah i'm sorry the brewers yeah. won the division yeah yeah brewers but, won the but, division. Um, but the brewers lost I, woodruff for the injury and then they just traded um burns, God, burns as well so what do you think mm-hmm. of that division I'm, I'm, I'm let me rephrase that i forgot all about the brewers my bad thank you uh brewers reds or cubs who in your opinion right now i still like the uh cubs in this too because they showed a lot of push at the end of the year granted they are you can say hey they need a few more arms but you put that staff they have now together and get some quality innings out of these guys they're gonna be pretty much contenders there at the end and you said corbin burns got traded the ace that guy was running the central pretty Mm -hmm. much the guy was second for Cy Young again, I believe, behind yes. Snell. So yes. that guy's a Cy Young candidate every year. You take him out. Woodruff's coming off an injury, too. Milwaukee Brewers, they're not non-existent in itself, but they're not as tough as they once were a couple of years ago. So you look at that, I give the Cubs the upper hand there. St. Louis Cardinals should be there. They're just not putting it together. There's something a little something wrong in that system right now, but I do think they're going to have a good year. But as of now, I'm more confident in the Cubs going into it. Okay, and then now getting back to our angels because we are an angel podcast. What what's what's your opinion on these leftover either free agents or Boris clients? Which one, if if you could take a shot at right now? Because I'm gonna throw a couple names at you. Maybe you have one that's a wild card. Because I like Solaire before he signed with the Giants. And again, this this whole entire. Um, it just seems the market for free agents is non-existent this year. Nobody's getting what they thought they were going to get. So with that being said, uh, Tommy Pham, um, you know, a Joey Votto, Blake Snell. Um, do those three, in my, in your opinion, fit the Angels? Which one of those is the best? Or do you have another one right now that's available that could come in and make a big difference for our Halos? Obviously Snell. 100%. I mean, Tommy Pham, he's a great locker room presence. Everyone talks about it. he's a great teammate and everything. We don't need him. We have an inflated pool of outfielders, as is now. And you have a guy, a couple infielders who have played in the outfield as well, too. So the last thing you really need is to keep crowding that little field there. You have Hicks, Adele, if he can do what he did yesterday and grind in. I don't know if you guys saw it. He put on 15 pounds of pure muscle this mm-hmm. offseason. So this guy's grinding it out. He wants to make the big league squad. Obviously, you have Trout and everybody, but what are you missing? Pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. And if you get a Cy Young winner on this team, legitimate ace, almost frees up the ability to trade a guy, which I don't – I like all the guys we have on our staff, don't get me wrong. But a Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, these guys hold value in trades where, as we talked about, or as you said last year so many times, you trade one guy in Otani – and how much can get in return. We could trade one pitcher here 
get how many relievers in return or a prospect to build up the minor league system that we went and gutted last year to try to make a playoff push late in the season where we really didn't have a chance. we got to recoup that all and everything to look forward towards the future. But Snell, a thousand percent. Okay. Okay. And and I get that. And it's just, it's been frustrating though. Cause like in, on one hand, I want to be a hundred percent on Snell too, but I keep looking at the fact that he throws from the left, you know, it just seems like we put ourselves in a position like every handicap possible. And like you said, we got an overcrowded outfield, you know, the infielding is, is decent. You know, we're looking at the catching position and there's certain things that we could fit, you know, a player here in the infield or whatever. But yeah, I mean, the relief, if, if one thing Trout said that was, in my opinion, 100% was the fact that he likes what Perry did with a bullpen. I do too, but I'm not crazy over Estevez is still our closer, but I think we'll use him better this year. But with that being said, with Snell there, we would almost have to trade, like you said, a Reed or a Sandoval. And maybe, you know, as much as we need a right-hander, Griffin Canning could get us a return too, the way he pitched the last the last season. So mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, in this division, Rob, we face the Mariners, who are an up-and-coming team under DePoto. I think they, they went a little under expectations after going over the year prior to that, making it to the postseason. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to be in the mix this year. You got the returning world champions in Bochi. You can never count out a Bochi team. And for some reason, they're not getting their due respect. And then you got Houston with a new manager, but same good farm system and same, like, if not better with pitchers coming off of injuries. I mean, how do you see this division playing out? And and in your opinion, how long can the Angels realistically compete with a current roster without adding anybody? The division's going to be probably one of the better ones in baseball. Once again, you're going to see Julio Rodriguez in Seattle, like you said, with the supporting cast they have around him now. They've added some key players to help them compete. And they're not competing against us. They're going against the Rangers, against the Astros. Astros are always good. They have depth. They have the minor leagues. Same thing with Texas. They have depth. They have minor leagues. We can't compete with this. You're looking at another fourth-place finish. Mm. That's why I honestly think about this, this whole squad going into it right now. And everyone wants to be hyped on these young guys and everything. But as you said before, Fernando alluded to this too. Everyone's talked about it. You lost that leader in the clubhouse in Mike Moustakis. These young guys need someone like that. Whether Brandon Drury is going to step up, Trout, we haven't seen him do that necessarily vocally to everybody. But these young guys are going to hit a wall in the season, as every young player does. And they need a veteran leader to take them past that wall and to keep on working. And the Angels don't have that right now. They're missing key pieces all over the place. And this team cannot compete currently. We'll have that run. Don't get me wrong. We'll be on the ESPN top 10 or MLB top 10 teams like we are every single year. And all of a sudden, that's like the curse. Once we hit that, then the downhill slide begins. Okay, okay. And and you know what? I'm with you right there because I I need to see it happen before I get my halo honk on. And, and, you know, I'm not going to start out here like I did last year, hoping that we were going to make the postseason, that all these moves would be made. But I will say something, Rob, and I want to see if you agree with this as well or if you have your own take on it. You brought up leadership and the lack thereof and Moustakis not being here. And talking about that, Ron Washington, since coming over, has said stuff that we haven't heard since, I would say, 2017, Sosha. 
and before where, you know, he was trying to make sure starting lineups were the same for the most part on a daily night rotations were the same guys had their roles in the bullpen and also accountability. And one thing that Ron said that he it was quoted the other day, he says, I'm not looking for a leader. I'm looking for leaders. We haven't heard that, that word thrown around the dugout or in the press about the angels. Is this all wordplay by Ron? Or do you believe that Ron's at the end of the day, no matter where we finish in the standings is going to emplace some really good values and tactics. And also um, he's going to teach these guys the things that he's actually preaching. Do you, do you think the, the players are going to practice what he's preaching? Yeah. Cause I, I believe he's the type of manager that if you don't, you're gone or you're on the bench. I'm rolling with somebody else who's going to listen and buy into what I'm trying to sell to the team and try to create some type of team unity in itself but you also got to look at this look at what he has to work with yeah it's not texas in texas you look what he had he had beltre you had elvis andrews ian kinsler josh hamilton i mean you had nelson cruz <laughs> you had a lot to work with there right so I've he made those back-to-back back right? runs what was it napoli i thought it was napoli there oh it was that? napoli you're right you're right that was after rodriguez my bad no yeah so and look at those guys proven leaders Right, they all stepped up, but he did get that whole team, each individual player, to step up and be leaders in itself. But now you look at a lot of those guys' careers compared to what we have. Not to say these young guys can't be that. It's just they are very young and everything. So you kind of need more of a trout step up. Rendon needs to step up. I know we've you guys been talking about him. We've all talked about him in the chat too about what he said and how it's very poor on his part, but you need to hold him more accountable for it. Well, Hoppy, have you said and uh, remember Randy saying this last year, this guy's going to be great. It's going to be a leader. And you keep seeing it too. Watch, watch him, watch out what he's going to do this year. He's going to be among the top of the catchers and which I can see leadership roll out of him. But then I look towards that pitchers, uh, pitching rotation. Who's your leader? I look mm-hmm. in that bullpen. Who's your leader? I don't see anything, man. Besides, I don't know much about Stevenson and how he is in the locker room presence wise, but from what we have, I, I'm buying what Ron's saying. Cause you got to give the good man a chance. He said he's going to do it and hold accountability. So you got to trust him. I mean, he's a major league manager for a reason, right? And he's with the Braves. They're successful there too as a base coach. So see what happens. Yeah. You know, you brought up a good point. Um, and I agree with everything you said right there about Ron too. But I think one thing I want to focus in on, as you said, who's that leader in the rotation, you know, or in the, in the bullpen even, and as a pitcher and, you know, I, I thought that after last year, as a lot of us did, was that Patrick Sandoval would take that World Baseball Classic, um, you know, performances and say, hey, man, give me the ball. I want the ball. But it's kind of hard to when you have Otani throwing everyone's timing off, throwing everyone's, um, you know, what they do routine off. So with him being gone and really no pressure, I still want to say Sandoval's that that stopgap guy, you know, your John Lackey, your Bartolo Colon, your Chuck Finley that says, hey, we're stopping this losing streak with me today. You know, who, who in your opinion, do you, do you think it's Sandoval too? Or do you think that there's another pitcher in that rotation that's going to want the ball that's going to – because we don't know who the ace is going to be as currently constructed. So if we So say, for instance, we don't sign anybody moving forward. And this is the rotation we're going to 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 bed with. Are 
do you see Sandoval or is it Detmers or somebody else that is your stopper? It's not Sandoval. As I hate to say it. And I, I was a hunk over Sandoval last year too, especially that classic. Even years before, I thought we didn't give him a chance early enough to be a starter. How he screwed at them playing day games only or pitching to day games only, which I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he doesn't have it for me right now. I want him to. I'm rooting for him too, but I'm almost leaning towards a Chase Silstep or even a Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson wants to be the stop guy. Don't get me wrong. He just didn't have the stuff last year to do it. His ERA was inflated, leaves the ball up, doesn't work the counts, works backwards sometimes, which I don't mind, but you got to throw strikes. Or don't mm-hmm. go to one-two count and every one-two count turns into a three-two count because you don't have a finishing pitch off a hitter. But I, I do think it's still Seth. He has that type of grit that he had in college at University of Arizona, and I loved it. What he had to, he pretty much had that FU attitude. I'm going to come after you. I'm better than you. There's a pitcher out there who's a free agent who also has that. We'll get to that later if you want to. Not many people are fond of him because he has negative press in recent years, but there's a guy out there who will be that stop guy and who is well needed by the Angels because he will provide more than just being a stop guy. He'll provide a leadership. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that guy in a minute, but what before we do too, and I'm not saying this guy will be a stopgap guy, but I do like that take about Silset because he does have some dominating stuff. He hasn't put it together, but I do feel that if you if you remember last year, Rob, before Silseth got plunked in the back of the head, he was making a lot of progress as a starter, like a lot of progress. He had stayed up the longest he had in his career up until that point, and he was keeping the ball down and staying in some pretty close games with the Angels and just not getting the run support. So I can mm-hmm. see your point with Silseth maybe being the guy that kind of jumps the guys who were the heir apparent. But what do you think about a guy like Sam Bachman being a starter that not saying the stopgap guy, but actually making the rotation at some point this year? Not keen on it because he's a reliever <laughs> at heart. He's a reliever at heart, right? And you can't turn a reliever to a starter and then from back to a starter to a reliever again. You got to give this guy a plan. You got to let him know what he's what his role is on this team because going to spring training, workouts are different, mentality is different. Am I going to run the long miles to go ahead and pitch every fifth day, or do I have to be a guy with a rubber arm and be ready every day or every other day to help my team compete? Um, I think it's a failed experiment with Chris, especially like a Chris Rodriguez type too. Correct. Failed experiment. You're putting more stress on these guys than it needs to be. They could be working harder, throwing more pitches than they ever used to throw before. And granted, you should be able to, but the training regiments are so different. You, this guy trained as a reliever his whole career. How are you going to change him last second right now? Not to say that it can't be done, but we know how baseball is today. It's not the 1980s, 1990s where go out and just throw. I don't care. Mentality is different, right? They're babied longer about these guys played a lot of baseball now with travel ball and all that stuff and i have my own opinion about that but uh playing too much but he's part of that they're part of that generation right they're that age i hate to say it they're younger than us right they played all those years where they overplayed overthrown so with him i like to see him as a reliever if you can get bachman up there with joyce and have that be the one-two punch your eighth and ninth inning later on that's what we need yeah, you need those fiery guys, dude. That's that's for damn sure. 
and I think bullpen this year they have a lot of options. They actually got some options in AAA that, like you said, they can bring up because it's going to be hard to pick the final guys for that bullpen. But with that being said as well, you alluded to a number 27, <clears throat> who obviously wouldn't wear 27 here. But with all the baggage he had, and and a lot of people didn't like him prior to whatever came out. Uh, the fact he signed the big deal with the Dodgers, but he was, you know, effective as a number one he, in Cincinnati prior to that. He was one of the Dodgers' best pitchers, and I felt that if they had him for the playoff run, they probably could have went all the way again or to the World Series. Mm -hmm. But there's certain there's good and bad with Bauer, and I think everyone can see it. It's going to turn some people off. Steve Elise was telling me the other day if the Angels signed Bauer, you know, she might not go to a game at all. And that's just her personal oh. feeling. As a fem that, that's her personal <laughs> feeling as a female. So it's like, you know, when, when, when you, I don't know, they, you know, it, it's it's kind of like, uh, it, it's it's tough because it will split the fan base. It's, if it's already mm -hmm. not divided enough. But my final point on this, and I want to get your opinion on Bauer, as a whole, like the baggage he brings, but what he can bring to the team, because in the end, you know, unlike Artie says, we're in it for the entertainment business. We're in it for the winning. And obviously he'll help us win. But if Bauer comes instantly, he's a number one. And the last thing on it is that he said publicly he would play for the bare minimum. And that was weeks ago. And we still have not heard uh, with the exception of him actually in Tempe Stadium working out. So what are your opinions on him? And let me get your uh, your percentage in the end once you give your whole synopsis on Bauer of him actually becoming an angel. Um, my opinion on him, um, what happened was an unfortunate thing, right? The accusation that happened and everything that went about the whole process of it too. You look back with hindsight now and we see everything that's 2020. Was he blacklisted by MLB? I believe so. Was he wrongly accused? It was obviously shown so, right? Was he wrongly outed by the MLB? Absolutely. For him to play for league minimum is a slap in the face to every pitcher that's ever pitched in the MLB. This guy is worth minimum $25 million a year, in my opinion. He's that good. The guy has the stuff. He's a showman. He's going to put on a show. If Artie wants an entertain business, entertainment business and an entertainer, this guy's an entertainer. Plus, he's going to go out there and win games. He has that mentality that you need as a pitcher. And for anybody who thinks, oh, baseball players need to be great guys, there are a lot of guys who are absolute stand-up guys. And there's a lot of guys who are just plain a-holes. He shows it out in the field because he wears his heart on his sleeve, right, and how he plays. And there's guys who have that swagger as they play it too. You don't see it as much because they don't showboat it as much. But still, you tell me what competitive athlete doesn't have that edge to him where he's a little bit fiery, a little bit out of control. Because if you really don't, most of all, most likely you're not the athlete. You're not a professional player. Granted, there are guys who don't have that and are professional players. Very respectable in how they handle themselves and everything. But this guy fires up the crowd. He fires up his teammates too and pitches well. He puts a little doubt in the other team's mind. That other team is so pissed off at him for what he did his antics wise. I'm going to try to take this guy yard. Drags another guy out. He lets his stats talk for himself. And the fact that we wouldn't even look at the 10 and 4 that he had last year, right? He was 10 and 4, I believe, in Japan, something like mm -hmm. that. With his ERA was pretty freaking low. And 
if you're the Angels, you sign this guy. He had a below three ERA in Japan. And you what did Yamamoto get? 30 million? Yeah. Bauer pitched better than Yamamoto did. So you mean to tell me that we're going to reward a guy who didn't pitch as well, whereas a guy who pitched way better than him, we're going to blacklist him still too for and don't get me wrong, I am not a fan of anything that happened or everything that went down. I am not a fan of that. Highly against it, was against it too. But when the evidence came out, and this is I have a problem. This is political, though. I hate to get too political, but in the United States, you're innocent until proven guilty. This guy has been guilty, even though proven innocent, and remains guilty. Mm-hmm. How? He is a baseball player, an entertainer, and he knows it, but he backs everything up that he does. He's kind of he's handled the situation kind of with grace, right? You have to kind of look at it. We they put him through the ringer, and has he come out? Did he come out so negative and say, "Screw that chick" and defame her the whole time? No, he didn't. People say yes, he did. He no, he brought evidence proving that he was innocent. He openly admitted to everything that happened, step by step. I don't trust me. I don't like what happened after him saying what I was like, mm, dude. Come on, you have to be kidding me, right? But at the same time. Didn't do anything wrong. Wasn't charged. Can't say that, oh, he still did. He just wasn't charged, right? He's still guilty of it. No, because he's innocent until proven guilty. Can't prove him guilty. It's a disservice to uh, fans, disservice to baseball for what we're doing to this guy just because you don't like him because he might have hurt your feelings. That's just my personal opinion. And the Angels signing him, 50-50, man. Mm. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll play for a league minimum, but already we don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if it's a, it could be a clubhouse issue too, where guys don't want him. Apparently, an asking could be like, hey, we don't have the money to spend because the other thing we haven't really talked about is Bally's went bankrupt. Who, what, who owns the Angels Network? Bally Sports. There's a lot of money missing from that in itself too. We lost Otani. We're going to lose a ton of revenue from that as well too, ticket sales and everything, merchandise, sponsorships. Granted, I'm sure we're going to get sponsors in between there, but Bauer's a guy, in my opinion, you have to go out and get. He's 33 years old. I believe, yeah, 33 years old. Proving himself year in and year out. Still going out there. And he's going to provide what we need. He's going to be that stop gap guy in the rotation. I agree. I mean, those are great takes, Rob. Um, You know, when it comes down to the legal situation, and, you know, you never hit a woman regardless. And, unfortunately, that's Mm -hmm. something that people like to do kinky-wise. And whether she tried to just entrap this dude, you know, we'll never know. But the proof was in the pudding as far as his defense. And some people will still say, hey, you know what? He just has good lawyers. Good lawyers got him out of it. It's not my, like, it's not for me because I'm not on the jury panel. It's not for you either to make the decisions. But in the court of law, if he's found innocent, he should get a second chance. And I think sometimes these leagues take things too much into their own hands and pass judgment before legal judgments being taken. And I'm surprised he hasn't tried to go against major league baseball, but maybe that's because he's trying to get back in. And if he sues the, the MLB, he won't get back in, you know, I'll have to sign an agreement uh, not to want to try to get back in, you know, and take the money that they'll offer him, but he's still getting from what I know, guaranteed money from the Dodgers. Correct. I believe so. Yeah, I still believe he got paid out from them. And uh, just to clarify, too, he never stood trial. So he wasn't found innocent, wasn't found guilty. There wasn't enough to bring him to trial, which usually means you are an innocent person still 
under the court of law. That's how that's how it is, right? You're not charged with it. So he was accused, never charged. So those who are not charged cannot be guilty of something. Good Just to point. clarify, because I know we're going to have people come out here and say, well, no, he didn't stand trial. No. Yes. Thank you. We understand that. Correct. Correct. Now, let me ask you this, Rob, as far as like, let's just say, because you brought up a, a, two points I want to hit on. Uh, you, you mentioned Bally Sports going bankrupt, teams losing revenue for this year or not knowing when they're going to get compensated, first of all, because of the contract and the bankruptcy chapter 11. I saw that San Diego is is deeply uh, hurt with this as well, and it makes sense that they lose out on Soto and they're not, you know, too high in free agency right now. Seattle was another team that's affected greatly, and uh, I want to say Texas is another one, the World Champs, mm-hmm. and then you go with the Angels as well, and they're silent for a reason, and uh, with 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 uh, you know Artie's commitment and like you said, losing revenue. It, it, it will be a problem moving forward and how they rectify the situation. I have no idea. I think Bally's is still currently running. I don't know if they have to, you, you might know the legality stuff about it. Them having to work a deal now with Amazon who bought Bally's if they have to restructure, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but let's just say something does get done or already has a clue. What could be getting done? <laughs> is there a world where, a Bauer and a Snell fall into the Angels' rotation and to their hands for minimum. I would say no, not without major adjustments from the Angels in itself to guaranteeing these guys want guaranteed money. Snell could be on his last contract. Does this guy, a Cy Young winner, has to go out and prove himself again on a team that has no run support? Let's say. And- True lacklusters here and there, right? Goes through some little cold streaks and everything, and his numbers are going to fall. I wouldn't want to go there. I mean, I would want to go to a competitor at that point in time, someone who's going to back me up and have help me out every once in a while when I need that help. Um, I, I think they land one, one guy. They need to. They should actually go after, but I do think they land one guy, whether even be Jordan Montgomery as well, too, in there. But they need another starting pitcher. I don't think these guys that we have now is enough to do it. And I think Ari is going to have to dip into his pockets because he makes a lot of money still. City of Anaheim does not charge him a lot to have that stadium as well. I believe that last thing I read, they only made like a million dollars, maybe up to two million a year <laughs> from the deal on the Angels. And wow. if you look at that as a whole, that's a lot of savings net for renting a place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> but the Valley Sports deal, is, it's tough for him, man. And it just... It's an unfortunate situation here. Um, so, the, so I have the one right here. So if the Rangers released their financials, which was interesting, um, they were supposed to get $100 million in 2024 uh, to help them as part of their 20-year $3 billion, $3 billion uh, deal. As of now, um, they're going to lose $11 million in local TV revenue so far. And um, the short-term settlement has yet to be disclosed. So it's 11 million lost guaranteed Ooh. so far. And whatever they settled on in between there is going to be lost as well. Granted, these guys are billionaires. And sports is not run to make a profit. Anaheim, it's a hobby. <laughs> you have to realize that, right? It's being an owner in itself. It should be a hobby. So you should know you have to spend money in itself. And shame on Artie for having to sign this deal without actually looking at the whole picture of it. 
I'm not a fan of it. I would have went to Amazon first or found someone else. Like the Dodgers, I hate to say it. Fucking hate the, Sorry. Excuse <laughs> my language. I freaking hate these guys, man. Because everything they do seems to be working out for them. Oh, they went to Spectrum deal. Oh, you can't watch them on anywhere but Spectrum. But look what happened now. They have that money. It's guaranteed in their hand. The Yankees Yes Network, same thing. They have that money. It's guaranteed in hand. We're fighting with Bally's who not only owes MLB, it's NHL and NBA as well. So there's a lot in this whole thing where they got to pay out and we're just losing on this whole thing. Now, let me ask you this, because, again, I don't know too much about the TV rights and how that works. You seem to be more, you know, inclusive with that because you have that legal background. But let's just say the Angels were to be like, okay, we're we're going to strike out here literally with Bally's and we're going through the final processes. We can start, you know, trying to hook up with someone, another network. Would it be in their in their best interests, like with a team like just up the north getting an exclusive deal with Spectrum, to then try to see if they can get airtime with like a CBS or or a you know a KCAL again, somewhere you know where you can get a local television network instead of having that cable network? Um, at this point, who who wants us, right? Otani's <laughs> gone, and that would have been the big sell. So, I mean, it's it's possible, right? Anything's possible. Just numbers aren't going to be there where they would have been like two, three years ago, right? In itself, I mean, their best thing is how you said to go to Amazon. That's what I would do. Sell myself to Amazon and have people go from there. Amazon wants their foot in the door. There you go. Yeah, that would make sense because I mean, like, look, I think. We're to a point that there's a reason why local television doesn't have local teams anymore like they used to. Um, it's too pricey for them. They could probably make more money and get better ratings uh, with lo- with their own programming. So, like, you know, as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't make any sense for them to go local. But you're right. I mean, going to Amazon or going to uh, someone that would pay for the contract and has the money to flip, I mean, obviously – if we were truly Los Angeles, we'd have our own network, but like you can, you can paint Los Angeles all over this franchise, but we're still Anaheim and that's going to be a hard sell for anyone to pony up the kind of money or even to get investors to be like, Hey, let's start our own network. So it is an uphill battle, bro. And this team has got to go a long way before we get anybody knocking on our door or Artie's door offering to be a part of what we're cooking. Cause right now, I mean, we're just not providing what, you know, as a franchise, what the audience wants to see, what would want to hear. I mean, think about it, Rob. I mean, I could probably count on both my hands or let, or one hand, how many positive reports we've had this off season or since last season with before Otani's departure till now. I mean, it's just been a myriad of just bad, bad publicity, bad things in the press just nothing to to put our hat on as far as hope moving forward. I mean, the only thing we've got basically is Ron Washington and hopefully the organization finally just letting someone run the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, real quick, I did pull it up too. I know Amazon did try to stream baseball and they were denied by baseball itself. It's because they wanted control of 11 of the MLB teams. Mm. And um, Diamond Sports Group, which is Valley Sports, is $8 billion in debt. Oh, So sh- shame on baseball for not letting Amazon take this over. 
and have the streaming service. They bought it for a hundred. They put a bid in to buy it all for 150 million, and they would continue the payouts to the teams. So they did a disservice, in my opinion, to those 11 teams. That that is troubling when you break it down like that. That you got someone literally coming in there, like, hey. We'll honor the agreement. Let us just have our, you know, brand upon it and let us rebrand it. But we're here to honor the contract. I mean, why wouldn't you take that? But then I think about it. I'm like, well, it's Rob Manfred. So, of course, he says no. Yeah. So with that being said, Rob, I think we hit on a lot of points here. We're coming up on that time for the show. Uh, Do you have anything else you wanted to add or that we didn't get to? Um, Pretty much. The last thing I want to see is just – See what happens to spring training with these younger guys, because I know there's talk of uh, bringing in a Kike Hernandez for utility man. And we're not letting these young guys flourish in this infield and out of our minor league system. That means putting a Stefanik back to the minors, Levon Soto back to the minors. What direction do you want to go as an organization? Do you want to rebuild your minor leagues and bring guys up through the system? Or do you want to continue to try to buy players because it's not working out for us now? And when guys get hurt, we can't buy any more players in the middle of the season. You have to go with your minor league system. So I think we just need to start growing that minor league system once again and stop buying players. It has not worked for us. In 02, yes, we did have free agents, but we went through our minor league system and brought guys up to help us win that World Series. Yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. I mean, that's that would be, you know, just to have a direction. You know, because this team has been so lost and they don't have a direction. So to get that direction would be a nice thing and, and, and give us a, a sense of hope and know that there's a process. As Angel fans, we don't know what that word means. So uh, we, we have to just wait and see. And a uh, lot's going to take place after we, uh, Cactus and we break camp here in Tempe. But we just started camp. And uh, last thing I got for you, though, is uh, three-peat champions, three-time champions, Cactus League. I think we're losing both games right now. I'm going to say no. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So hard to three-peat, man. So hard to three-peat. Put the flags up and right. (laughs) Just have a couple of cactus flags up there. (laughs) All right, Rob. Well, appreciate you joining the show. Look forward to all your contributions this season as far as the content and everything. And we obviously enjoy you. Uh, We're going to be sharing you around here as a, we're going to be mixing and matching the shows as we get uh, more and more into Angels content this season. So for Todd Fox and Rob, catch you on the flip side. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.